This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is here every Wednesday to get you over the hump with your NFL bets. I actually like Atlanta, teasing them from plus two and a half out to plus eight and a half. You know, I've mentioned I think Tampa are frauds on this show as well. It's more meaningful to get a team plus eight and a half points if you think neither team is going to score 20 points in the game. And then the other one is Seattle. On BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Another week, another teaser comes through from our guy, Brad Spielberger. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now, as he does each and every Wednesday, is Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't we just go ahead and jump right on in and give the people what they want. Is there a teaser that you would cobble together for this week? This is Long Wednesday. This is the biggest long teaser week of the year. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm glad we, I'm glad we got right to it. I'm glad we did not play any audio of my Detroit Lions thoughts. Uh, you know, that was obviously a terrible bet. But um, yeah, there. I mean, there are six legs that I think you know, depending on what you like. Buffalo, obviously, tomorrow at eight and a half. I really like the, the uh, New Orleans Saints at plus one and a half at Indianapolis. Tease it out to seven and a half. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you don't love picking road, you know, road teams, but the Chiefs and Ravens down to two, uh, the Chargers, we'll get into that whole conversation a little bit, I'm sure, uh, down to two and a half. And last but not least, the Lions coming off that bad loss at minus eight. You can tease all six of those legs. If I had to pick one I like the most, uh, I guess I would probably go with uh, New Orleans in particular. I love that matchup against the Colts. They have a phenomenal run defense, which should mitigate that from in- Indianapolis. And then... I know the Colts, only team in the NFL to score 20-plus points in every game. Uh, Shane Steichen, I mean, should be a coach of the year candidate type guy, especially if they hadn't gotten cheated out of that win uh, per Jim Ursay. Uh, but, you know, not a good matchup also because the Saints play a ton of press man coverage. And I think what Gardner Minshew has done is feasted on a lot of zone coverage teams, you know, finding guys underneath, letting them get yards after the catch. And that's not going to happen in this Saints game. They're going to play up. They're going to play press. They're going to bump their receivers off the line. And I think that's going to lead to none of those short throws being there. So Saints has one leg. I guess I'll go Chiefs. I mean, they're not going to lose the Broncos. So. They don't cover a lot of big spreads, but uh, I think they'll cover minus two at Denver. Denver gave them their best shot on that, on that Thursday night game. You know, played a great defensive game. You know, kept Kansas City in check. Uh, but I think they rolled this weekend. 
Okay. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the conversation that we just had because the Chiefs are now your Super Bowl favorite. They should have been before um, Monday, but I guess we we needed to see the Niners lose once again uh, to put the Chiefs up there. And what what we did in Power Rankings is this week was we were trying to figure out the biggest threats to the Chiefs. And I know you guys were kind of doing something similar where you guys were power ranking the AFC teams, which is also very difficult to do. Um, we ended up with different with different teams. Like my number one, neither of them even had in the top five. And I, and I ended up with Cincinnati because of what they've done against Kelsey and the potential with Burrow and the ceiling and all that. And they landed on Baltimore. Um, when you think of threats to the Chiefs matchup wise, where 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 do you go right away? Matchup wise, it is the Bengals. You know, I think Lou Anarumo has done the best job against this team. That's the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati. You know, they are a good Kelsey matchup, have a lot of good linebackers that can cover. You know, the safety's obviously turned over this offseason, but I think we're seeing better play now from Dax Hill, their first round pick last year. Jordan Battle, their third round pick this year out of Alabama, a good young safety. So, matchup wise, they probably still are the biggest threat, but I would go to Baltimore too. I would stick with that one. I mean, again, Best safety room maybe in the entire NFL right now. Obviously paying a lot of money there, but getting a lot out of it. A healthy Marlon Humphrey can go in the slot, can match up with tight ends. And, of course, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen as well. So, you know, it's funny. We're just saying, how do you stop Travis Kelsey? But, frankly, that is probably how you beat the Chiefs. Um, And then on offense, Lamar Jackson, I think, should be squarely in the MVP conversation now. He has been exceptional. And I think him and Todd Munkin in this offense are really gelling. The receivers played great in that game. Mark Andrews had a great game. So, yeah, it's two AFC North teams there uh, that I think pose the biggest threat. But I'll tell you, if you turned injuries off, if we did a Madden style injuries off, uh, the Chiefs are not lo- are not not winning the Super Bowl this year. Like I don't think any team is close to them uh, right now. All right. Well, I want to follow up on the Lamar comments. We were just debating: is there value on him if you want to bet him MVP right now around seven to one? I think there is. I think there's going to be a narrative here. Missed some time. Had all those teams when he got franchise tagged that were like, oh, we're not interested, which was, you know, clearly the dumbest thing of all time. Uh, you know, including Detroit, who who just mollywopped and a handful of other teams. Uh, I, I do, because I think he's going to continue to have offensive production both on the ground and with his arm. And in particular, you know, we fall in love with passing touchdowns. I know he only has about eight right now, but had a couple drops throughout the season. He is our highest graded intermediate passer. He's our most accurate passer, 10 plus yards downfield. He's going to continue to have explosive plays, make those highlight real type plays and win a lot of games. But also, again, you go back to kind of the narrative and he missed time the last two years and all of that. If he stays healthy and they win that division, which you know looks like one of, if not the best divisions top to bottom in the NFL, I think he will be squarely in that race. And I think 7-1 to one is probably decent value. Brad, I've been feeling for you in the last 48 hours or so, uh, wanting more activity as the trade deadline approaches in the National Football League. Uh, we did get uh, Kevin Byard news uh, going from the Titans to the Eagles. How much can this Philadelphia secondary improve with Byard? It's, it's a massive, massive move. I, I love the idea for them. I mean, he has our highest coverage grade in the entire NFL among safeties and corners uh, over the last three years. Uh, as a run defender, he has uh, a missed tackle rate below 7% six straight years in a row. Um, he's as good of a, of a back-end field general type safety across the entire NFL. Sure, he's a little bit older now, but I haven't seen many signs of slowing down even this season. With Reed Blankenship dealing with an injury, you know, Terrell Edmonds is a good player, but not a great player. Uh, I 
just think they needed that boost in the secondary. And credit to them. I mean, coming off probably their best coverage game of the entire year, allowing 10 points to the Miami Dolphins, picking off two on the right corner of the end zone to kind of close that game out. I think it's a huge, huge move. It addresses their biggest weakness, in my opinion. It settles the entire secondary. Um, and, and I think, you know, they're also, I think I struggle to find a team that's going to seriously challenge them uh, in the NFC. You know, I'm not going to quit on the Niners, the Cowboys, etc. But I do think Philly has a leg up as of today. Funny, Brad, a lot of the teams that we've been talking about, not, not we, but we've been hearing people talk about as far as tanking, ended up winning over the weekend, which is really interesting. And ever since Justin Jefferson goes to IR, the Vikings are 2-0. and like, and, and they're right there. They're on the cusp of making the playoffs right now in the NFC where people thought they were going to sell off and get rid of Cousins. There's all sorts of rumors about Hunter. Uh, g- give me some teams that you think are going to be active. There's only one more game, one more game before we get to uh, the trade deadline next week. Yeah, I think there's still going to be plenty of movement uh, over the next next week. You know, I think uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and Cleveland Browns want some more defensive line help. I think a handful of teams, the Chargers, the Jets, maybe some others want some wide receiver help. Uh, so I think those teams will be active. You know, I think Houston's buying in on, on C.J. Stroud and what they have on that team. I could see them add another defensive lineman opposite of Will Anderson Jr., um, trying to think who else. I mean, there, there's going to be movement. I, I think there might be a trade today. I could see Carl Lawson getting moved in the next 24 hours or so. They've kind of been shopping him for a while now. So we're going to get it. I appreciate the you know the prayers. It's been slow, uh, but I think we are <laughs> going to get some movement as more of these you know more of these contenders realize. Hey, I mean Philly did it. They they kicked things off, and if we want to keep up in this race, we got to make some moves. Your favorite frauds, Tampa Bay in action tomorrow night against Buffalo. This spread at eight and a half. What do you like in this one? Prop side total. Where are you looking? Yeah, so I don't like Buffalo to cover the full number because I do respect this Buccaneers defense. You know, obviously I've been clear. I don't really love the offense, but um, I think a Gabriel Davis under receptions prop, which I have not seen posted yet. I know the receiving yards at 39 and a half. I don't like the yards much for him because that could take one reception, uh, you know, but I think it'll come out at three and a half is my estimation. That's about where his market tends to be. Um, and, and Todd Bowles sits back in a lot of zone. He has both of his corners and Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean healthy now. Antoine Winfield at safety. Uh, I just think they're going to take away that big play splash ability. And that's really how they use Gabriel Davis. So, you know, like I said, uh, there is, of course, the potential he breaks one off, but I don't see him getting a lot of volume here, getting a lot of catches. If it comes out at three and a half, I'll be on the Gabriel Davis under receptions in this game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As we look at, uh, you know, almost the halfway point of the NFL season, is there a team that perhaps isn't in the playoff chase that can enter that conversation? Maybe there's some plus money value as far as them to make the playoffs. And is there a team that has, you know, had a really hot start to the year you feel like will miss the playoffs? Yeah, so I'll go back to you mentioned the Vikings. You know, not only three and four now, but they have their next six games are Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. So, you know, they're the Vikings. They're going to find a way to lose like one or two of those games. But, you know, they they should be above 500 on the season after that six-game stretch. And, I mean, maybe they get hot and win five of them, uh, you know, maybe even six of them. It sounds like Justin Jefferson should be back in two weeks. And, obviously, we know the impact he makes. And I also think it's great to see – Jordan Addison step up, Brandon Powell step up, like other players because of the larger role they've had. I mean, Brandon Powell, their speedster return guy, had a couple huge catches in the the end of that game. And I always look at teams like that where it makes a huge difference because when they are then called upon later on, even in a limited role, I think they had that confidence built up. So I think Minnesota would be one there. On the flip side, you know, uh, shocker, I'll, I'll continue to kind of fade the Atlanta Falcons here. Um, I'm sure they have decent odds to win the NFC South right now and probably be a wild card in the NFC. I just, I'm not buying in on this, you know, Hey, Desmond Ritter has been pretty productive the last three weeks. He's had six turnovers the last two games. He fumbled in goal to goal situations three times. Um, I, I just, I mean, they probably will find a way cause the NFC stinks, but, um, I, I could see them, you know, go on a losing streak, lose some games here. Maybe they are buyers, the deadline add an edge rusher, which they desperately need. Um, but if not, you know, they're fun. They've had some explosive plays, Drake London and Kyle Pitts coming on. Um, but I just I just still can't really buy in uh, on the quarterback situation in Atlanta. As bad as the Saints looked on Thursday, I still think they find a way to win this NFC South. Uh, Brad, a lot of the movement that we've seen midweek here with these point spreads coming up this weekend have to do with quarterback uncertainty and one of them is a game you just mentioned you just mentioned Atlanta fading them moving forward uh they're now a three-point favorite because it looks like it's going to be Levis for the for the Titans uh Seattle up to minus three against that Cleveland defense maybe it's going to be DTR because it sounds like it's not going to be Watson but maybe it goes from Walker to DTR uh the Giants uh Jets number has come down to inside of a field goal like, do people prefer Tyrod? Not sure the reasoning there. What What are your thoughts on some of these uh, these quarterback questions here going into the week? Yeah, I guess Atlanta is not a, a great fade option this week. You know, I think Tennessee is one of the worst teams in the NFL. And whether it's Will Levis or Malik Willis, um, they're going to have problems. The interior pressure from this great career in Atlanta is going to recap. They probably have, you know, four, five, six sacks. If it's Malik Willis, they might have 10 sacks. So um, I I don't love fading them this week. But I think one you mentioned there that I do like is the New York Jets against the Giants. Look, Tyrod Taylor Mm -hmm. is a legitimate upgrade. I'm getting flack for that. It's a fact. Um, He's been pushing the ball downfield. Yeah, he's made a lot of great plays. He's avoided some of the negatives that Daniel Jones was taking as well. You know, maybe Jones does return for this game. But 
this Jets defense is one of the best units in the NFL now coming off a bye, obviously technically a road game, but you know, obviously playing in their own building. Um, I really like them under the three number uh, against the Giants. They're just they're just going to kill this offensive line without bringing, you know, extra blitz pressure. And then who of these receivers is going to separate on Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and and Michael Carter honestly deserves more credit in the slot as well. Um, I like the Jets in that spot. All right, we've got a couple minutes or so left. Any other bets that you love that we haven't touched on or props or matchups that you have your eye on this week? Yeah, so one more bet, and I hate to, you know, fade a home underdog in Mike Tomlin, probably one of the worst, you know, spots to, to do. But I think this is a very bad matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers against this Jags defense. They're a top five run defense in the NFL. Uh, and obviously, you know, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, you know, aren't averaging a ton of yards per carry or anything like that. But both found the end zone this past week. Both did have a couple nice chunk runs against a very bad, you know, Rams defensive front besides Aaron Donald. And they kind of picked on their edge rushers the entire we're creating lanes off the tackles and, and between the guard and the tackle the entire game. I don't think you're doing that uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I like that matchup because also, as we've talked about, we talked about the Evan Engram prop in that Saints game. You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to get the ball out lightning quick. And Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson might be the worst cornerback duo in the NFL right now. So as amazing as the Steelers defensive line is and how good their pass rush is, I think you mitigate that with how you play um, you know, this Jaguars offense. So uh, Jaguars under a field goal, road favorite, you know, scary spot against Tomlin. But I think they find a way to get it done. Healthy Trevor Lawrence coming off a, a mini bye. Uh, that's one more spot I like. About 60 seconds left here. Bengals catching five and a half versus the 49ers. Anything stand out there? It's interesting. I think the, the Niners right now are struggling to defend the run, but, but the Bengals have not had a good rushing offense at all this season. You know, I, I don't think you're going to get an explosive broken off from Joe Mixon or, or, you know, use that to their advantage as much. It's like I almost want to talk myself into a Bengals bet. I think we'll get a healthy Burrow, get a healthy T. Higgins, but it, it's a stay-away spot for me. You know, the Niners coming off back-to-back -back losses are going to be pissed off and all that, all, all those things. Their defensive line had maybe their worst game in, in, in years. It's I could see the Bengals winning. It is a decent amount of points for a good football team, but it, it scares me you know, every which way. Good stuff. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our NFL Survivor Plays for Week 8. That's right here on the BetQL Network.